Hello, Divorce and Beyond family. I've got some exciting news because we have teamed up with Headspace to guide you toward better mental health. With Headspace's meditation, mindfulness tools, and mental health support, you're set for a journey to a happier, healthier you. And there's more because if you sign up through our exclusive link, you'll enjoy two weeks of Headspace membership for free. So don't miss out on this opportunity to embrace your well-being. You can check out the show notes for the link or just go to divorcebeyond.com forward slash headspace dash Susan, and you'll be able to start your path to peace and joy today. This is just one more way that we can support you on your journey to a better beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. What is the culture around divorce nowadays? Of course, like you said, it is still something difficult to go through, but there does seem to be more wide acceptance, not only on kind of a moral level amongst all Americans, but also in terms of treating it as another life milestone. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host and listeners. Today I'm excited because we are talking about the new positive spin on divorce. You guys know that I am constantly posting and talking about media stories that perpetuate the perception of divorce as a very negative experience and as the, you know, perpetuates that stigma that we've lived with for decades or centuries in this, this country. And recently, I saw an article that immediately grabbed my attention because even the title was different than what we normally see when someone is writing about divorce, talking about divorce, the title, Divorce in America Gets a Glow Up. And as I went on to read the article, it honestly, it just made my day. I posted it on my Instagram stories. You guys liked it as well. So I reached out to the reporter who wrote that, and very kindly, she has agreed to join me so that we can dive deeper into some of what she talks about in the article, because I think it's really important to amplify this message. So April Rubin is joining me. She is a breaking news and general assignment reporter for Axios. Thank you, April, for coming. Hi, Susan. Thank you for having me. I I just explained to my listeners why I got so excited about this. I also did immediately send you an email uh, because this is not what we normally see just you know, put out there in the world. So often what we see about divorce is negative. We have a very long societal perception of divorce because it is difficult. I'm not saying that it's not as a shameful thing or or there's stigma around it. And so I'm just wondering, you know, what inspired you to put this this different spin on this that showing the different perception in our country. 
So the initial story idea came from uh, one of the founders of our company was talking to a photo booth worker at the company holiday party. That person said that divorce parties are a major source of business for them. Um, So it was just through kind of an organic conversation from there. Had a conversation with that person and started reporting out what is the culture around divorce nowadays. Of course, like you said, it is still something difficult to go through, but there does seem to be more wide acceptance, not only on kind of a moral level amongst all Americans, but also in terms of treating it as another life milestone. So the direction this ended up taking is writing about the different ways that people, quote unquote, celebrate their divorce. Um, whether it's because they're ready to close the chapter behind them or start the one ahead of them or some combination of the two. Yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because this whole divorce party phenomena has kind of taken over. I'm going to remind my listeners we had Rebecca Feingloss on uh, not that long ago, and Rebecca did a uh, divorce party in Vegas Um, And went to Adele's show and Adele actually came out into the audience and talked to her when she saw her sign about it and went viral on TikTok and all these things. So did you know that divorce parties and this whole divorce industry had started when when this was raised for you? Yes, I had heard of these parties. Um, What I just didn't know was that they had become kind of maybe not all the way in the cultural mainstream, but they're getting there. I had heard that they were a thing, um, but the stats show that they're increasing more. We got numbers from Evite saying that they're in 2023, they saw a record number of divorce related invitations on their site. So it was up 22% since 2019. There's also a company called Fresh Starts Registry, which makes registries specifically for people who are experiencing divorce and going through kind of this new life stage and need to re-up their household items, same way that you would have a baby registry or a wedding registry. Um, So it's being slowly implemented into these different like business models and things like that. I think it's so interesting because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about the fact that we are taping this episode on Valentine's Day, which is one of those days that has been so uh, institutionalized and monetized, right? I was just like looking through my emails, you know, that was telling me if you forgot, here's like an instant last minute gift you can send out to your honey or to your friends and all that. It is a new industry trend that, you know, we are seeing, um, I see it all the time, obviously, in my feed, which is so divorce-centered, that we, people are finding ways to take what maybe has been mainstream, as you said, for weddings and babies, and make it more mainstream around the divorce phenomena. Do you think that the celebrations impact, or did you find any information in your research that these celebrations impact the individuals who are going through divorce, you know, in terms of their emotional well-being? Um, I did speak with a psychologist who talks about the the process of throwing a divorce party or of having something to like physically commemorate the divorce. Parallels a lot with other ways that Americans like to like signify I'm passing and a milestone. So she compared it to, like we said, weddings, but also graduations signal kind of an end of a certain academic era and then entering the next phase, whether that's from high school to college or then college forward. Um, We also compared it to funerals, like marking, again, the end of, of 
someone's life. Um, and I think increasingly I am noticing that funerals are being called more celebrations of life rather than like death centered. It kind of that like through line of people like to have something to commemorate an ending or, or a changing of, of life state. I think applying that to the divorce lens can help some people like help them process what's going on and, and having a physical event to mark that passage of time. Yeah. Well, a physical event and that mental, right? The two tied together, right. the mental shift around this, which is is really significant. One of the things my listeners know is that I'm always saying divorce is an opportunity because people are always saying divorce is a tragedy, divorce is a failure, divorce is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And in fact, having been divorced myself and you know worked with people going through divorce for more than 30 years, I actually know that for most people in the end, they find it to be one of the better things that ever happened to them in that it became their opportunity to have a new future. So this celebration, as, as you said, I like that analogy of a celebration of life because it is a difficult moment in time when you lose someone. But when you celebrate their life, as you might be celebrating the new future you have at the time of a divorce, there's an internal and an external shift, which feels you know, very positive. I, and I know you noted in the article as well that digital culture, we live in such a digital world. I've already referenced you know, my feed and, and Rebecca going um, viral on TikTok with her Adele divorce party. Can you elaborate on how social media and online platforms are sort of influencing this positive trend and shift? Yeah. Um, one of the examples that came up for us when talking about social media was, um, it might sound funny, but divorce dad rock as a music genre. And it just like examples like this showing that it's more natural to think about it as a, as a concept. Um, we saw that hashtag divorce party has a lot of posts on Instagram. The other thing about social media, this is kind of more general is that it exposes us to people who are living all these sorts of different worlds. And so if you're experiencing growing up with divorce was just a particular one, maybe a more taboo one, it can expose you to the various ways that people experience it or um, even the reasons behind it. So just being more connected as a world helps kind of mitigate some of that, that taboo, I think, around a lot of things. And this is just one of the examples. Yeah, that's actually, you know, I've never thought of that. I'm so glad you said it because I think that we've always lived in a world prior to the, the explosion of social media. And in some ways, it's not great that we're exposed to so many different things all the time because there's no filter on in, in, uh, Instagram or any of those things that keeps certain content out. But people just seeing that the experience of divorce is a common one. Many people feel so alone when they go through divorce or that they're the only person that have had this experience. And even if intellectually they know that's not true, they don't have much experience of other people going through it. So uh, just the fact that people are very much talking about their divorces and their experiences of it and their divorce parties, I think is, is maybe a positive trend in what's what's lending to that. Yeah. And it's definitely transfers to just the like mass understanding of divorce nowadays. Another poll that we looked at showed that a slight majority, so not, not an overwhelming majority, but a, a slight majority of people in the U S believe that unhappy couples 
stay married for too long rather than get divorced too quickly. And I don't easily have in front of me how that has changed over time. The fact that 55% of all adults think that couples should get divorced when they're unhappy or, or are pushing off the divorce unnecessarily shows what shows how, how it's being considered in the, in the cultural consciousness. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a really significant point. I remembered when I first read the article that really jumped out at me because it's an absolute shift from, you know, I've been in the in divorce world, divorce practice for 30 plus years. 30 years ago, that was definitely not the norm. Other statistic that sticks out is 81% of Americans saying divorce is morally acceptable um, compared to 13% saying it's morally wrong. And this is in kind of a ranking of other items or practices that have been considered taboo. The only thing above divorce in this list is birth control with 92% of Americans saying that it's morally acceptable and then 5% saying it's morally wrong. And this is one of those things that I'm sure has uh, changed over time. Oh, I mean, that's those are huge numbers to say that the only thing above it is is birth control. And I'm delighted to hear that so many uh, such a large percentage of people approve of birth control, but that to have mar- uh, divorce be considered morally acceptable is I mean, I rem- even remember 30 years ago, right, when I first started practicing that, you know, there I was dealing with clients who very often were facing so much of the stigma and shame around it from a cultural perspective, from a religious perspective, from their family of origin perspective, you know, there was just a lot in that a lot of uh, negativity around it, which contributed to the shame. Because that's one thing we hear so many people talking about is that they feel ashamed that their marriage failed, that they failed to keep their marriage intact. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm always wanting to talk about the fact that it's not a failure. It's a relationship that for whatever period of time may have served, but not all relationships. You know, we break up with people we date and we don't consider that some moral failing, but for some reason, when we've taken it to this legal level of of marriage, when that doesn't work out and people, for whatever reasons, need to move on, we we don't give them the same grace. So it's um, it's actually refreshing and and important, I think, in the world we live in when forty percent of marriages end in divorce, roughly, I think, uh, first marriages anyway. That we start giving people some of that grace. Yes, I did find that stat from um, years back. It, this goes back to 2017 when 73% of, of Americans felt the divorce was morally acceptable. So from 2017 to uh, 2023, I believe that increased from 73% to 81% or to, uh, to 2022. Yeah, that's a huge jump in a very short period of time for for societal. We don't we usually creep along like caterpillars as a society to change. So that's from 2017 to 2022. So in 5 years it increased from 73% to 81% finding it morally acceptable. And I think with that is where these cultural habits come from because as it's more accepted, celebration is not seen is not cast in in a bad light. This that's a very significant and quick shift, and and we're continuing to see, I think, shifts. I'm wondering what kind of reaction you've gotten to this article. Obviously, I reached out, but and I've noticed 
um, other outlets reposting your other media outlets reposting your article or some version of it. Um, I'm just wondering what what your readers, what Axios has found. On the audience reaction front, it's been pretty positive. I think a lot of people have, similar to you, were kind of refreshed to see this lens. There also was responses from folks who said, you know, divorce affected me in a way that is difficult. And I think that that still remains true. Uh, both both things can be true. It can be a difficult experience to go through and be more culturally accepted and new, you know, basically commodification is coming with that. And you just mentioned that commercialization because I do th- I do think anytime we have these successful commercialization of a trend in in the United States, I think we'll see more of that commercialization. You know, uh, people want to earn a living. So, d- were you seeing any other in your research any other areas? You know, we talked about the divorce parties, and um, so that was Evite, and you know, we've seen other areas. Did you see any emerging areas? where the post-divorce glow up might be happening? Mostly we touched on this like celebration aspect of things, but something else that did come up out of it, which is um, a little bit less on the commodification front actually, is finding new community out of a divorce. So a lot of, uh, with one of the folks I talked about, we talked about how you often lose people in your life, um, whether it was other like couple friends that you had or other parents in in the circle, if you have kids, things like that. Um, out of this acceptance and out of maybe like a version of celebration or whatever it is to the person, um, hopefully also with that comes a shift where people stay in divorcees' lives. As we've established, divorce can be a tough thing to go through and then losing your sense of community along with that makes it even harder so inviting folks to celebrate with you whether that's on a larger scale or just a small scale like i need support through this um i think that that is what people are seeing as a byproduct of like the acceptance of divorce yeah i and i love that i think you just said something earlier that i want to leave my listeners with which is you know, you heard people saying divorce was a really difficult thing for me. And it was also, you know, it doesn't have to have that negative uh, social stigma around it. It doesn't have to be in the end, the worst thing that ever happened. You can have one of my um, friends who's been on the show several times, Elizabeth Cohen is a psychologist, and she calls it the golden and it can be really hard and difficult. And the golden and it can also be one of the best things that will happen to you, or at least something that sets you on that new opportunity, that new future. Um, and that can be something to be celebrated as you you enter into the next life phase. So April, I just I want to thank you personally as somebody who really spends a lot of my professional time trying to shift that societal norm um, that you you did this article, you did it so gracefully and with, you know, real facts and statistics, not just feelings, but those as well. And that you put out this positive perspective of where divorce may be going for people, how the divorce uh, glow up and the divorce party and celebration can actually be something that helps people maybe as a part of their journey. So thank you so much for uh, doing that, writing your article and for joining me to talk about it here today. 
Yeah, I'm glad it resonated with um, so many people and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And I just for the listeners, there will of course be a link to April's article in the show notes. So go there. You know, let us know, let me know what your post divorce party uh, looked like or what your post divorce glow up was if anything in this uh, episode resonates for you. And thanks for joining us. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.